Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Nerd Ifficent. It's your boy, Ify Wadiway, and sitting across from me in the virtual studio is... Danny Fernandez. Yay! Yeah, we did it. We did it. (laughs) Still doing it. it. Yeah. (laughs) I I hope my neighbors appreciate... They, you know what? It's so funny because everyone's just like, you know, has to live their lives. And when I was walking my dog, I could hear someone at 930 this morning just full-blown belting out, like singing. You know, in LA, yeah. we have so many performers and they got to like, I don't know, keep doing their stuff. So like somebody was hardcore, like just belting out of their apartment. Oh, yeah. that's It's so funny because that's what I definitely felt because, uh, you know, I was doing Super Punch at uh, at home. And I just put up a green screen, just go at it. And like, typically when I'm in the studio, Super Punch is a fairly loud show. Like I'm usually yelling a lot. They brought my, uh, I have like a megaphone that I would use into the mic, but I was like, I'm not going to do all that because it's also a late night show. Uh, luckily Eastern time, late night, but it's, uh, from eight to 11, my time, 11 to like 2 AM their time. Uh, so it's so the first like night I like I heard the neighbor like kind of like knocking down you know how they do I'm a bottom neighbor so they were like stomping mm-hmm. um, and I was like and I just kind of kept going I was like well they're in for it and then luckily they stopped because if they had the audacity to do it now I was just putting Naomi to bed a couple of days ago and it sounded like they were doing like WWE up there like at, <laughs> do you think they were working out uh, I don't know, but I know they have kids too. Cause I, I hear the, like the classic kid neighbor. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so they, they're, I, I think like they just got like, like they must've like when we started, it wasn't when it actually, yeah, it's true. Cause when I started doing it from home, it wasn't, they, the kids didn't have to stay home yet. And now that the kids have to stay home, they don't complain because they know the kids are loud as hell. Uh, so it worked out. 
I have the neighbor next to me has a dog and I can hear it wake up every like I can hear oh, the little no. scratching like the that only dog like the weight of the dog like oh yeah I can just you know it's it's very much not a cat unless it's mm-hmm. like a, a like 45 pound cat yeah. um but yeah it's really funny and my dog I'm sure that they can hear luckily everybody in my apartment complex is animal friendly yeah. But Molly, my dog, loves to – if she gets a little pent up, she'll do this thing where she does little tiny sprints from like oh. one side of the apartment to the other. Uh, um, yeah. My sweet little babe. This week, we uh, we asked a bunch of y'all to what you wanted to ask us. Um, we haven't always done that. We've taken – you know, started to take more um, letters from – from our listeners and and this week we open it up to everything try to keep it nerd related uh i don't know if you noticed if i had to add nerd related in my yeah. a on insta or else um i'm sure i would have gotten a different type of dms okay um, yeah yeah okay yeah, yes. that's a question we're gonna try to get to as many as possible um but first up i have one right off the bat this is from anakia 16 she said, besides the DBZ guys, what other anime guy do you think is super hot? I feel like I might have mentioned this sometime in the last two weeks, but definitely JoJo. Joe Star. Mm. Mm. Yeah, is yeah. You were talking thick. about that he being is beautiful. <laughs> he's pretty. And he's thick. Yeah. Uh, you, you've already heard me compliment uh, how well they capture the 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 overall body mass for for the for those characters you know they don't they make sure that you know those boys are swole but also he has like big beautiful lips too i just love all the features like i just love um the effort that was put into just the beauty i just uh, I, i love it um iffy do you have a question that you wanted to answer oh yeah yeah i this one's uh one of those those fun ones but uh they but Charles Xavier, uh which we've you know on a other another episode established that is his real name, uh asks, what is uh our dream impossible crossover, like seeing a My Hero Academia Academy crossover or something along those lines. And my impossible one is doing a movie adaptation of the Marvel versus DC. I don't think it'll. No, ever... that was gonna be mine. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, because you know the comics are good, and they keep like hinting that they might do it in comics again. But I'd love to see not only just the um, just that happen, but I hope they play with it and maybe even include Deadpool, so that we can have a character in there making fun of some of the people who have been on both sides. Shazam, uh, <laughs> for sure. Like some of these yeah. legal battles that they lost. Yeah. Um. What was it? Or Captain Marvel slash Shazam. But um, yeah, I I totally agree. Maybe this pandemic will bring everyone together and they'll stop fighting about who is better. Yeah. Um, I want to see that too, just because it's, why not? Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know how much longer Mother Earth is going to be, you know, we're going to, Mother Earth will will exist. I don't know how much longer we will. (laughs) Yeah. With all, all, all of the plagues and the, and the, um, and the flooding and the all of the final apocalypse signs happening. So go ahead and make DC and Marvel come together. Um, I was going to say something dumb, like they should fight like global warming or something. But um. I, I mean, that'd be funny. <laughs> all right. 
Look, look, you stand by your stand by your little goofy picks. I I've like been, I've been stuck in this uh it's like uh the happening. I actually loved the beginning of the happening. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really creepy. And then it turned out that it was like the earth trying to kill us. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've uh there's been so many there's so many uh takes on the happening, but uh, I had a group of friends that really did like it. And and I think I think, yeah. I think it's a fun twist, but you, you know, cause I was like, what is the earth? And I was like, yeah, I mean, if you're doing it in a fun way where it's a fictional version and not talking about that a coronavirus is the reason the earth is healing. Then yeah, I think it's a fun concept. <laughs> um, this is just our dumb pitches. Please don't write us. Okay. This is from D Parnum two. Is there a network of nerd creatives of color? Can there be, there's actually several there's geeks of color that mm-hmm. our friend Dorian uh, created. Highly recommend following them. They do a lot of amazing coverage. He's really built a huge platform. Um, Nerds of Color is another great one that is out there. Um, I think I follow Black Heroes Matter, which is another great one. Uh, there's so many. I mean, yeah. really just go on, you know, on Twitter and Instagram and like finding these spaces. Um, but there's a lot of meetups they'll do. Uh, just dope. You know, they tweet out dope uh, job opportunities that they run across. I think there's also writers of color. If you're a writer, writers of color mm-hmm. on Twitter is great. They're constantly tweeting out uh, different job openings from different places. Oh, yeah. No, that's I think. Yeah, I think you're right. There's tons of resources. And, you know, uh, the WGA's website has, uh, you know, resources for things like that. You'd be surprised, you know, not not being like, oh, just just uh, just Google. But like you honestly would be surprised if you just look up if you Google things like diversity fellowship, diversity, diversity scholarship. And there's uh, and even if you aren't a person of color, because I know this will be a follow up upon hearing this. If you just look up writers, fellowship, new writer uh entry level fellowships uh there's also options there too taking it from that dope question back to some uh nerdy debates uh mcdasty with a spicy opening before the questioning uh the mcu is currently better than the dce <laughs> i avoided that question <laughs> <laughs> there there there, there are people with Batman avatars on Twitter who would come at you if you uh, said that, but, uh, you know, I agree. Uh, but do you think it's because the executives at Marvel are fans? Uh, I actually don't think it's necessarily that. I've said this many times and many again, which is the, the Marvel figured out the formula of not trying to make a superhero movie. They just make a specific genre of movie that happens to involve superheroes. And the reason I know that's true is because the DC movies that work are the ones that do that. Uh, Wonder Woman is a war movie, but it happens to involve superheroes. Uh, Shazam is a coming-of-age movie that happens to involve superheroes. Uh, uh, even Aquaman, you know, that that one is a a royal uh, a royal exchange of power movie. Uh, it almost, I'd almost call it a fairy tale. You know, I almost say Aquaman has like a fairy tale spin on it. And I think that's why some people love it and some people don't. Because if you really kind of, if you take Aquaman, the hero out of it and like changed it to Prince of Atlantis, like that's a, that's a fairy tale story. And you have people who are down for that. And you have people who are actively against that and try and use every 
uh, every chance they can to talk about how much they think Disney is whack because they're as fun as a wet rag on a hot day. Oh, that's actually pretty fun. A wet rag (laughs) on a cold day. Well, what I was going to say, because I know you're talking specifically about the DCEU, and I guess kind of going off of what you said, Ify, is that I think DC does a really great job of their standalone films. And so they're really different. Marvel has has a way of like bringing all of these stories, obviously, that we saw in Endgame and Infinity War and Endgame and even in Spider-Man, which is not owned, um, which is not on Disney Plus because it's Sony. Um, but uh, they, they bring all of these stories together. And I feel like DC is actually like the ones that you named are really great standalone ones. Um, and I personally feel like they've done a really great job uh, over the past couple of years of doing that, even um, with Joker, which, you know, was, I think, nominated for an Academy Award. I don't know. I don't pay attention to awards yeah. all the time. But I know he's asking specifically about the DC, like all the Justice League, blah, 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 like all that. But I do want to say DC as a, as a uh, company I think has done a good job with those standalone origin story. That's like their bread and butter. And that's, they do a really good job of those. And so I think it's kind of just comparing two completely different things. Now it's not like I'm saying that Marvel doesn't have those origin stories because they do. I just think that these are such different franchises. I mean, one of my favorite superhero movies of all time is Wonder Woman. I think that that, that movie is just so flawless to me. So saying, you know, that these films, I don't even know if I would compare that film. I guess it gets compared to um, Captain America, but I don't like actually comparing these franchises a lot. Like we have another question that Star Wars and Star Trek, which is like even more different (laughs) than these two. At least these two are somewhat comparable Marvel and DC movies. Uh, Whereas Star Wars and Star Trek, you're like now talking about like a film franchise. Well, I guess they're both film franchises now, but like, just totally different. And I actually don't like comparing these. So I'm, I'm in the minority where I feel like they've both done a good job. It's just, they have some flops, like both of them, maybe one has really bad flops, but um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I, DC standalone origin stories are pretty magnificent. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have another question you want to jump into since I asked that? Yes. Yeah, sorry. That was a really long one. Um, also, <laughs> I try to, I try to not upset anybody that uh, I'm auditioning for ever. So I see the beauty in both of the franchises. Um, here we go. If he, this is from C Kevin B 84 favorite Saturday morning cartoons growing up. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, I grew up in the specific, End of 90s, beginning of aughts, uh, ABC morning cartoon that was Recess, Pepper Ann. Um, what else was in that block? Uh, the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I do remember that. Um, yeah, so that was my specific Saturday morning cartoons. I also think Wayne Head was Saturday morning. Did you ever watch oh, yeah. that? Wayne Head, um, yeah, that I don't. Solid. What? <laughs> okay, yeah, that was solid. Wayne, Wayne Head was really good. So those were my specific Saturday ones. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, for me, it was, it was, I, I had that, I was in that four kids anime block, anime training wheels, so Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, all that stuff, I was, I was drinking into my veins, I was trying to, like, play Yu-Gi-Oh against the players as the match went on, which is, if you don't know, physically impossible, uh, you cannot do it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was straight up, um, like, had my deck and went, but the thing is, is, like, it's impossible because they can't react to the, the the moves you're you're making and you can't and they're not attacking your specific call you know cards either but i tried with my hardest to do that because i was so into uh, that whole that whole series i i loved it yeah pokemon saturday morning was also my jam definitely this is this is so funny um this this is interesting because i'm curious to your thoughts because uh, you know, I think we've we've both been married before and we both have thoughts of relationships and all that. But the question is, should you marry a non-nerd? And, you know, there's I've, there's two knee jerk reactions, one being like, yeah, of course. And one being like, no. And I think it's because <laughs> there's two immediate reactions. Yes. And the other is no. <laughs> yeah. Because because I, I feel both ways. But like more specifically, I think it's just how they treat your nerd dumb like do they do they look at it as like oh you're doing something childish do they look down on it do they not you know i've i've there's been relationships where it's hard because you know uh if you've uh you know play video games to make money it seems like you're just playing video games and 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 even though you are working you know it's it's real funny in this industry uh because like you going like if you go into a comedy festival, it looks like you're just going to a different uh, state or city just to party and drink and and goof off. And you're kind of doing that, but that's part of the job. You're also like networking, building relationship with other comics. Uh, when if so, if they can't see you doing those things, and this is more specific, like if if it's your career, uh, then then that's going to be hard. But also just like if they can't understand that, that's why you like it or they can't give it a chance because obviously yeah there's going to be some times that you want to sit down together and watch something and if they can't watch you know something nerdy with you because they're just like so adverse to it that's going to put a strain on your relationship for me though my knee jerk is what do you mean non-nerdy because i feel like a lot of people have like this haughty opinion like they hold themselves really in high esteem for being into like anime or comic books or video games when you can be nerdy about a lot of things like if i think of my little brother he works on cars that is a world that i do not care about <laughs> but like that's nerdy to me to know all that stuff there's people that are super into science and um, I consider even stuff like my friends are super nerdy about makeup. Makeup artists are insane. Like they oh, yeah. know types of brushes, color palettes, like they can do special effects work. Like that to me is nerdy. So I think I would also broaden what you consider nerdy and do you care about their interests that they're into? My ex, Mark Ellis, that we have had on here is the biggest sports nerd I have ever met in my life. He can tell you every Super Bowl. He can tell you stats of players that played in the 80s. Like that is his thing. And it comes in handy because he does stuff for like ESPN, but that's really nerdy as hell. He has a ton of baseball cards that he collects. Like he also has Magic the Gathering cards. So like those are two different types of nerdy. So I would just say 
I feel like this this question gets lauded at women a lot for being not nerds, and I'm like, but they're nerds about different types of things, and they and they know those things really well, and so that to me is just, I guess, that's my knee jerk is like just because they're not into the specific things you are, as long as you guys respect each other, it might be an opportunity. Another thing about Mark was he was a huge rock and roll nerd, like same thing, knew all this stuff. And I, in an attempt to get to know him better, because I didn't, he was eight to 10 years older than me. So he came from a different generation than I did. Uh, He was very much an 80s kid. And so I listened to Duff McKagan's Guns N' Roses autobiography, which I found fascinating because it's not a world I'm from. And I thought that was really cool. So listening to like the backstory on Pearl Jam or Van Halen, I'm like, I do not know this world. And I find this really cool. He doesn't watch a lick of anime. (laughs) So that was like something I was trying to introduce him to. But I think as long as you're like, hey, this is really neat. I want to get to know your world. I think as long as y'all can be respectful of each other and your interests, because I mean, if your person is not into anything, that's kind of weird and a red flag. And are they a mannequin? Um, But I bet they're into something that they know really well. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So me next, maybe this one, this is from DM Coop. What movie do you wish was in theaters the day they open back up? And I'm going to take that as something that has been in theaters in the past and or is coming out. So for me, what do I want to see in theaters again? You know what? I actually would not mind seeing Into the Spider-Verse in theaters again. In IMAX. I think that would be really dope. I wouldn't oh, yeah. mind if when theaters opened back up, they just were like rewarded people by showing it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Uh, I, I, I look forward to the double feature that's definitely going to have happen when the sequel eventually comes out because like i said i missed seeing it in theaters it was just one of those that's the funny thing with uh movies and that's the funny thing with uh also just how we um how we meet meaning you and us and people in our industry just are have so much media to digest that sometimes it'll just pass you up and like i don't i don't make it any easier by also being like deep into video games and streaming so that i just have so little time which is why it's been fun to, going through the backlogs and uh in quarantine and just like also buying uh just deep blu-rays of stuff that that uh, there's something to blind buying where it's like i haven't seen it uh i know i'm probably gonna like it but it would be funny if i didn't and i have this blu-ray <laughs> um but like I've I've had to I've been doing a lot of purchasing because since I can't leave, all I do is spend money. Um, and I got the whole Hayao Miyazaki collection. Yeah. And, and uh, so because before that, I only saw Ponyo. So now I've seen Kiki's Delivery Service and My Neighbor Totoro. And I'm gonna uh, check out like Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, uh, which you know I'm I'm probably gonna make Naomi sit that one out. It seems like it's a little too intense for her. Um. But some of the like, I'd love to go back and see some of those in in theaters and like some of the older film things, too, because uh, there's something like at the Egyptian, they'll play like reprint of film stuff. And, you know, that's that's always dope. I'm trying to go through the top. I can't remember which it might be Rotten Tomatoes, but it's like the top 100 horror films so that I can like officially step into 
even though I'm a horror baby, I want to officially be horror queen. And um, and like some of those are like so old. Yeah. Like really, we're talking like some of them are non-speaking. They're like silent films. Oh, but wow. um, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Like you said, like going back and watching like black and white films and stuff too. I need to get on that game. Oh yeah, no, that's the that's a that's something I've been trying to do more because you know with who shot you, I'm just so used to doing these like um, these you know these like contemporary films, but talking with Drea and Alonzo who like or you know Drea who like she you know programs film festivals and Alonzo who's been like a movie fan. We're doing this thing called uh, "This Is Your Movie Life," where we talk about our favorite films at different points of our life. And like Alonzo has always been like a movie fan, you know, like he's talking about all the, these like esteemed movies that he was into, like when he was like 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have to take a really quick break and then we are going to hop back into more of your questions right after this. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And we are back, still taking your questions. Ify, you have another one for us? Yeah, yeah. I have one loaded up, which I am I have to talk to this question because I have uh, their, their battle cry tattooed on me, which was, who would you cast as Namor? And that is a good one. I never really do much fan casting because I feel like when you get deep into that type of stuff is how you see someone... Uh, you know, you have someone casted and like you freak out because they don't look like how you pictured them because you spent um, <laughs> you spent so much time thinking that this would be the perfect look. 
I'm looking. So I looked up uh, actors who are in their 30s to like get my eyes going, and it's so funny the Stark in like actors who you're like, yeah, they're they're in their 30s. That's who I would picture, and then like Park Sujun, who Sujun, who I'm like, no, you, you're you're in your 30s, but you could still play 20. Uh, and you you know you got who else? There was there's Hyun Bin also. Like I, I if I think for. For most people of color, I'm gonna look have to look in the 40s section. But something that excited me is like a like Daniel Radcliffe, a because I'm thinking because he's like, like tell me if this makes sense to you. This this word I'm about to create, which is they have to be like hate hot, like they have to be hot, but not so hot that you're like on their side, like hot and you hate them. You know what I mean? Like so, you mean like, like villainous. You mean yeah. like. Yeah, but not almost villainous. Like because he, since he's like this anti-hero, it's almost like you, you like you, 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 you can't, you don't trust him, but you're like, damn, you're hot. Because his whole thing is, you know, he is like this attractive king. He is like very uh, entitled, but he's like very proud, and he has. It, but are are you not literally describing Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger? I mean, yeah, but here's the thing is I if I'm going to switch up casting and not do Killmonger, which you are right, uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. I see that that's uh, that is that is a good one because he he was never a villain in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> but, but he was like, like hot, but you could see that you can't necessarily trust. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So I was so. I'm a, so I'm look I'm looking and I'm thinking and I would like it to either be um I mean it it, it could be whoever they find to play him like I I don't care what's his but ethnicity he is he's like white presenting but I think also it'd be interesting if they went with an Asian American actor or an Asian actor I should he doesn't you know. look white presenting in a lot of the panels I'm looking at well, let's see. In fact, most of the casting is of Asian actors, but he looks Afro-Asian in, in many of these. Well, that's so. because, you know, they use a lot of Afro features to make superhero bodies, but, you know, that's a different kind of... But you're right. You're, you, you're so true. Like, uh, he definitely has... Because he also has, like, the eyebrows that they would use when they would make uh, racist Asian. Like, his, like, early stuff when his eyebrows are hyper-arched, and I'm like, oh, that's almost like a... Fu Manchu esque, but I, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. Um, he just this, this man is a person of color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I think I'm gonna, <laughs> I think I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna go with you. Namor is a thousand percent Asian, which it makes sense because that was just my first in my head. I was looking for Asian men, so maybe, yeah, sublimity. I always knew, but you know, I, I fell into the trap of like, unless they explicitly state uh, the person, because you know. You can't have a person of color in a comic without them having some heavy arm. Uh, well, in that regard, I mean, I think that he could look old enough, and he just finished Mortal oh, yeah. Kombat. But Louis Tan, oh, good casting. Good uh, casting. He, he definitely is hot, but you don't trust like the untrust. You know, like he could play a villain yeah. or a hero, or in between an yeah. anti-hero. So, I know it's Lewis, so fun. We're thinking of you. My question is from Starkiller1701. They say, what's your favorite episode of The Twilight Zone? So Ooh. mine has actually changed a lot, which I love. I feel like each year I try to have like a new one that I'm in love with, even though I've seen them all. Uh, I think they change depending on the situations that I'm going through in my life slash the world. Um 
for for the longest time, my favorite episode was The Midnight Sun, which feels relevant. It's where this painter, it's the end of the world. It's the last day on Earth, actually. And and she, the Earth is moving closer to the sun. Um, and so all of her paintings are melting. And it's like, what is it like to live the last day on Earth? Um, has a twist ending, of course, as they all do. Then my favorite change to The Howling Man as I got into my peak horror, because it has so many horror elements. It's like black, uh, well, they're all black and white, but it's black and white at night. It's raining. You run into this cult. You have this howling man that they actually did. Uh, they mixed the sounds of, they did a man that was howling and it didn't sound right. And they took like a wolf that was howling and it didn't sound right. So they combined the two of them to get the sound that you hear uh, with the howling man. And I just love all of the the tropes, the horror tropes that are in it. But currently, I would say my favorite is the after hours. I love the after hours. I could watch it again and again. Um, it's uh, – I don't even want to give it away. Just go and watch <laughs> it. I don't even want to tell you if you should watch it tonight. Um, I don't want to give anything about it away. Okay. It's fantastic. I love it. It's creepy as hell. Watch the after hours of the original Twilight Zone. Ooh, yeah. Um, I will say, uh, just on that, just before we move on, uh, I wanted to ask you, since you're such a horror stan, have you uh, been dipping in and seeing how these TikTok kids are really getting into making these horror TikToks? I feel like I've only seen a couple of them because I feel like yeah. I'm in the comedy. I don't have a TikTok. Yeah, but, me either. Um, I've I've seen like the sci-fi ones, especially that guy that did the one about questers that like everybody that's like gone viral. <laughs> I think even uh, Leonard, I forgot his last name, but the creator of the blacklist, he like was like, "How can I get in touch with this kid?" Yeah. Wow. Um, but anyways, no, I haven't. Yeah, there's there's a few one that's been popping up on my feed, unfortunately, and uh, they've they've been pretty good. He like I've been really uh, I like what these kids because there is something to like the using a short time frame to make a horror and establish like a you know everything you need. There was one uh, where like this kid he's like he like gets woken up in the middle of the night. He's like, Hey bro, you going to hop in the party? And he was like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, bro. Yeah. You hopping on parties. Like, dude, I'm asleep. He's like, it says you're online. And I, and I'm watching this. Only reason I'm watching this is thinking it was going to be a comedy thing of like, like and his girlfriend's playing or something. But he's like, he's like, he's like, nah, dude, I'm not. And he like looks in his living room and there's like, you just see the profile of someone playing the game. And he's like Ooh. staring and then like he just the face turns around and it's like a creepy face like um this this one i did i will say i'm talking like the face could have used a little work i did put my phone super far away from my face <laughs> I if, I send you, if i send you the lights out short will you watch it oh, i've seen i've seen the lights out short that's the okay. first one I, that's why i don't trust stuff on the lights out is is terrifying I've two other shorts which which yeah, depending one on one of them is I heard it too. It's one of my favorite shorts on YouTube. Okay, I haven't seen that one. It. Did uh, you see it? No, 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 I haven't I, seen that. One. I heard it too, and then there's another one I will find. Um, that's about a used uh armor that's uh haunted that like mm, okay. they, they keep trying to throw it away and people keep picking it up and then like chucking it once people realize it's haunted. I'm oh, gonna send wow. you. 
those. Yeah, because I already showed you. Yeah, because because I already showed you the claymation one because that was when Luce was on and we all watched those. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm in. I'll, I'll here's the thing. I I hate it, but I love it. I always like love it. And if it's short, it's short enough for me to experience it and get out of there. <laughs> and oh, get man. out of, and just be and be gone. There's a little girl in the I heard it too. So mm-hmm. that'll uh, be great oh, for yeah. you with nails. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh my gosh! Sometimes I'll be playing games, and she um and she like I'll be so focused that I forget that I'm I'm at home with her because she'll be in a room playing or whatever, and then she'll come and like grab me because she'll want my attention, and it will freak the freaking frick out of me. And like this is so far, like it's been like. Like I haven't scared the life out of her from me jumping. I, I almost think she gets a pleasure out of it because she has yet to be like, <laughs> to be like, oops, uh, I'm not going to do this or ah, because I'm also do a real good job of like, like hugging her and stuff and be like, oh no, it wasn't you. I was scared. <laughs> oh, wait, I have one more. Sorry. There's also one called the smiling man that oh, I, I love. Like that. 2 a.m. The Smiling Man. It's about a guy that's walking home and he sees a man that keeps smiling that's following him. Also reminds me of what it's like to be a woman. Moving on. (laughs) 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 This one was interesting. I really liked it. This one's from Jess Cunningham who asks, is there a hobby or anything you always thought would be cool to try or get really into but haven't yet? Um. And if the, if this was asked a few months ago, I would have said Gundams because I was really into it. I was just talking about this on another podcast, how like uh, there are so many things I was really into when I was younger that my parents didn't want to pay for. And now, or not that I was into that I wanted to get into, but my parents didn't want to pay for, but uh, now I do have the money. But if I'm, if I'm, I'm answering you now, uh, so I don't cop out of that question, it's going to be 3D printing. I really want to get into 3D printing. That's so dope. Um, I really want to do that too. When when uh, Disney didn't have any of the Baby Yoda, you know, toys because they wanted to keep them a secret for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone was like, "Oh, they dropped the ball." I'm like, "No, they kept the ball." Like, yeah. um, I know they lost like a billion in in merch, but like, I think John Favreau asking them, "Please don't make models of this because it'll get leaked and it'll spoil the show, the fun of yeah. the show." Um. So that's why you couldn't get toys for the first year of of the show being out. But um, a lot of people turned to 3D printing to print Yoda um, little figurines that that you could get on Etsy and whatnot. I don't know. This one I'm going to have to think on. I'll have to think about this. I'm glad you answered. I don't know. My initial reaction was like hair. (laughs) I wanted to teach myself. I cannot French braid for like the life of me. I always have to have, whenever you see me like at panels, it's, by the way, this is my Comic Con, even though we're not having Comic Con this year. This is my Comic Con secret because people will be like, how do you look so good? Even though everyone's sweaty and blah, blah, blah. I literally will um, get my hair like French braided or something to to keep it from being... uh, sweaty and gross um my next question is from alicia perez she says what are your opinions on r-rated superhero content harley quinn cartoon logan etc what in quotes kids content would you want to see r-rated version of superhero otherwise i think avatar the last airbender would be interesting if it was a dark adult war series now i don't necessarily disagree with that but to me 
Avatar The Last Airbender is already has so many adult themes that I think it functions as both. Um, I don't know if it needs to have the things that we count as adult as far as like cursing, sex, like, and you know, I'm all for those things. I just think that it can, I think that it's already at a level where it attracts adult viewers uh, just because of how mature it is. Now, hardly, I definitely couldn't show to my four-year-old niece, but I love it. Like that's how that character would exist in this world, in this real world. Um, where she's joking about having HPV or she, you know, um, has guys and women that she hooks up with. And so I like that a lot. I don't know if I need all of my, like with Deadpool and and Logan, like I actually like us moving into the R-rated space, but I don't know if I need everything. Like, I don't know if I need to see Wonder Woman (laughs) R-rated. Um. So, so I think it works best with the comedic characters in, in my opinion, because it allows them to actually ha- like joke about a lot of those adult things. Um, speaking of horror, I could see some of these, um, some of these franchises that might take on like a scarier note being gorier. And that's why. But at times, I also don't know if that's necessary. Like, like Joker was super violent. And so that's why, among other reasons, it needed an R rating. But I, I just don't know if there are a lot of properties that necessarily need that unless you're like Game of Thrones, where you're like needing to show someone's dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and in need, I'm gonna go ahead and put in quotes. He was like, "I." Well, here's the thing, Ify. I'm glad. Like, they should have shown more to be, and I think like Euphoria made up for that. I don't know the 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 boobs, the the naked women to naked men ratio has been off since the beginning of film. So I'm all for showing more um, male identifying bodies, but I also don't know like you said what's necessary so yeah yeah i mean i'd say i say any any look if if you want to go ahead and do that <laughs> go go ahead and do that but i think yeah i think it is important to uh yeah equally show it because also just um you know it's 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 an interesting way to think about it because you it's a fun thing to that i get to think about both as a consumer and a performer, but I just imagine it would just be weird knowing my co-stars are always getting naked. And then I'm just like, I don't have to worry about that. I'd be like, all right, that just, you know, and then, you know, nine times out of 10, they're Watch paid less than me, you know? Watch yeah. Them. yeah. I think, yeah, I think some are necessary. And I think, I guess some are like, I'm glad that we're moving into that space. And now I guess superhero franchises were seen as kid stuff maybe like two decades ago, but I feel like, you know, the last 15 years, it really hasn't been, in my opinion. Um, they kind of gotten snatched away from kids and now kids. Yeah. It's debatable whether you could bring uh, a child to Endgame. <laughs> Definitely mm-hmm. couldn't bring my niece, but like, you know, maybe 12 and up. I don't know. There's a lot of things scare kids. Like, it's not even necessarily the. Um, like some of my friends that have kids that are even like 10 or 11, they still get scared about villains and, and people being lit on fire and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you for that question, Alicia. We are going to take a really quick break and then we'll hop back into more questions right after this. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are back. We're still taking your questions, your nerd-related questions. Although, Iffy, I did say people could ask us relationship advice, but we might make it worse. So I feel yeah. nobody actually yeah. us up on uh, that. Yeah. If you ask the two divorced people relationship advice at your own risk. Uh, right. <laughs> um, oh. Do you have a question that – yeah, yeah. I was looking at this. This one was interesting. I'm, I'm gonna I'm do. Let's let's mix it up because I'm trying to. Because there are a lot of like hero things, and uh, this one's good. I I, I just want to mix it up. I don't want to always just be like best hero. Not not knocking y'all best hero stuff, but you know variety, diversity. What we want in Hollywood and podcast topics. Uh, also shout out to whoever screenshot this. I do actually know I'm not going to put a uh, super producer on blast, but these are a lot of tabs open. Uh, <laughs> what inspires both of you? What drives you to keep going towards the things you love? That's a really good question from Lanky Kong, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll let Danny kick this off. Cause I feel like I'm like, talk uh, what inspires me? What drive, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, I, I shared a, a quote from America Ferreira today that was kind of like talks about like rocking the boat, which I feel unfortunately a lot of us get. Um, I don't know. I feel like Ify and I speak, as well as our friends, speak up a lot about the need for representation. And sometimes you can be seen as difficult for doing that. 
And I'm kind of in a space where I'm just like, I don't even know if I care anymore. Like I'm making my own shows. I'm doing, I'm writing my own stuff. Like there are people that aren't going to want to work with me because I'm loud about things that I think are injustices and I'm kind of over it. I'm like, I'm going to make a name for myself with or without them. So what keeps me going is the sheer amount of stories that are still left to be told. Like I was even thinking of this. I know we talked about this last episode, Iffy, but with Hentified where people were like, well, this yeah. isn't my Mexican experience. And I was just like, then then tell that story. Like it's it's great that we are not a monolith. Like my Cuban friends can tell their story and it doesn't have to be my story. And my Colombian friends can tell their story and it doesn't have to be my story. We have so many stories to tell. And I actually had a meeting with this producer yesterday um, and I was telling him, you know, the thing about animation, because I'm, I'm now diving into animation and I'm like, the thing that's nice about it is it doesn't necessarily ask people of color to live through to live their trauma again. I feel like a lot of our stories on television and film were asked to constantly show our pain. And I feel like a lot of shows that have POC and animated spaces, it's like they're fighting this villain or they're trying to repair their spaceship. And like, it's not dealing with a hate crime. And I was like, I kind of like that. Like, that's a story that I also want to tell. And granted, I wrote in The Good Immigrant, I wrote in this book, and I talked about my experience and my family's experience in America. And I think that that's a necessary story to tell. But is that the only story I want to tell? No. Sometimes I just want to tell a story about kids fighting dinosaurs or aliens or, you know, worried about who they're going to take to prom and not necessarily the awful things that happen in this world. And that's yeah. what I love about sci-fi too, because it's like, well, they don't have to exist in this America and in this planet and in this this current state of the world. Like they can exist on a different planet that doesn't deal with this. And so I guess I would say that's what keeps me going is like the sheer amount of stories that have yet to be told and the people that have yet to really feel themselves seen um, in this space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 to go back to that hintified thing, I will say that you it's right on point because I was just talking about all of this now with uh, the show Black AF, uh, you know, which has Rashida Jones, who, uh, you know, if you if you were a park and, Parks and Rec stan like me, you would have known years ago that she is black. She's the daughter of Quincy Jones, uh, one of the most notable black people of all time. Her sister was uh, fian uh, was. Uh, Tupac's fiance and last uh, girlfriend before he left this earth. Uh, but seeing her on the show Black AF has caused some people on Twitter to start um, just kind of going after the, this person and then also just Kenya at, at, at whole because this is the black experiments and this and that and whatever. I did a tweet about it, but I think I like Dwayne's tweet uh, that he did this morning better, which was imagine a world where Hollywood had a bunch of different quote unquote black shows and we didn't have to try and see ourselves in every single black show due to the lack of representation. What if that show could just be a singular black experience and point of view? Wow. What a fantasy. And, um, and then he followed it up with, I guess I'm not in the mood to blame black people for a problem that was created, exuberated and sustained by white Hollywood, which, um, which yeah, that's that's exactly the thing in Hintified, and and honestly, the thing with Fresh Out the Boat, and honestly, the thing when there's going to be a, a you know a South Asian sitcom, an Indian sitcom, any any show that has 
uh, a group of that focuses on a person of color has this weight to hold and if it's not the perfect representation of what everyone on twitter wants to see on tv featuring themselves they start to get dinged for it and and it and it and it sucks it really sucks and really because like here's one thing if you don't like the show just because you don't like the show look good sounds good now give go ahead there's no problem with that but if you're saying you don't like the show because of this person not being black enough which is just offensive in itself because yes there are like privileges to being you know uh white passing white presenting and things like that and that's a different conversation and that's definitely not a metric i want you to judge a show on but to like to when you start using the language of black enough and what makes black, that's when you step out of line. You can say that, you know, they've experienced privileges and they might not know this, that, and the third and have those separate combos. But but there is no such thing as being black enough because what is that metric? It, it's, it's a BS metric that's used to divide and should not be ever used to complain about someone. Uh, Did you see that? Uh, I think I tweeted last week that was – uh, essentially executives that always say they want to have the authentic Latino experience. Like they just yeah. keep saying authentic. That's their word. And I'm like, well, what does that mean to you? Yeah. To me, that me when you keep saying it like that, I'm like, okay, so you want the Speedy Gonzalez, the Ricky Ricardo, the like, I, I, and I'm like, those are such heightened, the most heightened versions <laughs> yeah. of us. Like, you know, Grant, I have a sombrero that's hanging up in my <laughs> as art in my living room, but it's like th- that's not. There is a millennial Latino experience that a lot of us we don't we weren't born in our parents or our grandparents' country, and we don't necessarily fit in here. We don't necessarily fit in anywhere. We fit in in our own little community, but that is still authentic. And to me, I'm like, how can this not be authentic when this is literally our story? <laughs> But it was just like I was saying with Hentified. I'm like, that is their story. And it feels pretty freaking authentic. But it's not going to be everyone's story. And that's great because then you can go and tell your own story. But to me, it's just that like, are you Latino enough? Are you black enough? Is this authentic enough? It's like, well, that's not – that's so, like you said, problematic and frustrating. And I feel like a lot of white stories don't get that at all. They just get to make whatever story they want. And unfortunately, we have when we make stuff, it has to be for the entirety of our community. And like Dwayne was saying, I'm just kind of over that. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I, that, that, was, that was great. I, but uh, the question uh, that, that I'm trying, I guess I'm going to take my turn asking the question. <laughs> which was what drives, inspires, and drives me. Uh, and I think it, it all comes down to, uh, honestly, like every little dope uh, interaction, every nice thing that's said to me, all that, uh, you know, stuff. Because I can honestly, like there are a lot of fun, cool little accolades and things you can get working in this industry and stuff. And I can kind of care less of that about that stuff. My, I think my biggest drive and hope is to try and, um, I guess just to try and 
yet uh, just just being like if i think I, I described myself as this the other day where it's like if i never end up on some like comedians to look out for list or best this or that list but at the end of the day my name comes up and someone's like oh he's solid he's great he's he he kills it like that's more important to me and i think just uh, what inspires me is being surrounded by all my creative friends and seeing us all kind of start to uh, grow and succeed and in my peers just kind of just really um pop out you know it, it is it like it, it 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 inspires me because it's only a matter of time like i think a lot of people and i always say this and this is I, actually i don't really say this because it's something i more so say describing someone specific and trying to um trying trying to like make a point of someone but uh essentially you're never gonna make it in this industry um and i think most industries is if you can't be happy to see your peers and friends succeed i see so many people get like bitter or get like upset of like why isn't it them instead of being like look a rising tide raises all ships and people feel that energy people feel the energy of you being jealous of them and so if if you're being jealous of when they get something i doubt when they have the opportunity to like give like help you out they're going to want to do that because they're going to remember times like that so i think there's generally two ways you can go about it you can be genuinely excited and hyped when you see your friends getting it or you can just be uh bitter about it and then wonder why no one likes being around you because all you do is complain about how someone got something when you should have and trust me if he is not lying that people remember that like there are a handful of people that we follow who do that and they just can't get stuff it's like a it's like a vicious cycle because they're so bitter and they're constantly like why not me so then nobody wants to recommend them. So it continues to be not them. It's just wild. Um, I think maybe we have time to do. Yeah, we uh, can do one more. more. Let's do. Yeah. End it on a light note. Great. Um, so this question, would you rather see a DBZ live action series with kid Goku or teen adult Goku? Dang it. I thought that this question was teen adult Gohan. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm going to change the question for that. Um <laughs> I would die. I would die if we got like a CW, like their little high school slash college series, but instead it was Gohan. You remember when he was going to Orange Star High School? Oh, yeah. And like right on the cusp of dating Videl, but like not quite. And he was like, you know, still having to save the world, even though Mr. Satan was still taking credit for it. But um, I would die to see his daily life. I am such a fiction <laughs> slice of life type of girl. Um, oh, we need to pitch this. Goku, I don't want to see teen adult Goku. Um, I love the guy, but he's clueless. I want the spice because you know, Gohan, he's not as naive as his dad. I want to see his spicy dating life. Um, but also like trying to make it to his exams and, um, and the little baseball team he was on. Oh, I would die. Oh, me, yeah. current Danny would die, and me, teenage Danny would die. So, CW, please go ahead and make that. Yes, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the perfect note to end on. Uh, <laughs> uh, where can people find you now, Danny? <laughs> 
I'm still at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, follow me on there. I um, try to post my dog and people ask me, I don't know, people ask me stuff about like my feet. I don't post as much in my feet as I do on my Insta stories. So if you want to keep up with my life, I haven't gotten a TikTok yet, but I just finished. I just wrapped writing on this Netflix show. So who knows? Now I feel scared with the amount of time I'm going to have on my hands to do Mm. elaborate thirst traps and possibly TikTok videos. One of the things I was going to say is I was writing on a show. uh, The show I was writing on is show run by Julie Pleck, and she does – she created a bunch of those CW shows. So like and Vampire Diaries and like all of those. So I feel – I should slide that to her. She'd be like, oh, who yeah. is Rohan? Why? Why would I do this? <laughs> I'd be like, look. like, let me just give you the treatment. Yeah. I would be like, look, look, you see how hot these people are? Like in, in the sheer amount, I would show her like one of those Facebook DBZ pages that has like a hundred, a hundred like million or whatever people. I'm going to yeah. slide it to Julie. Uh, what about <laughs> you, Ify? And you know me right now you can catch me at if D's on twitch uh i've super punch is on hiatus so that's that's pretty much off for a little bit but we'll be back may 4th so tune in then but until then we're playing we've been playing final fantasy uh remake uh get in the discord discord.gg forward slash salt squad there's been a just uh, so many different things i would just want to talk about uh that's been great that's been hopping in the discord i mean in the anime club people have been going crazy over b stars i think that'll, that i'm gonna make that the official thing that we're watching through together i mean people have been helping out just in the uh real blank uh phase you know which is good for people to vent let off and kind of like you know uh get 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 uh the 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 sadness off their chest since you know things suck right now uh people sharing like different things good good gaming as you can imagine is popping off like crazy people getting uh into valorant and all that stuff so yeah we're we're, we're up to some fun stuff um and you know fans fans of the stream uh fans of the stream i'm cooking up some if d's merch too so you know if you if you if you're like man i got bucks to spare and you haven't already been to tpublic.com slash nerdificent and bought yourself a nerdificent shirt uh get that too and like we always say stay Stay nerdy. nerdy right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now right rug flooring whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks kemba financial credit union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs apply today at kemba.org to unlock a limited time two percent cash back on purchases and pay zero percent interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from kemba you deserve a card that works for you restrictions apply offer ends june 30th 2024 hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.